0: Coming to you from San Jose Mercury News and the Bay Area News Group, it's the TK Show. And now here's your host, Tim Kawakami. Hey everybody, it's Tim Kawakami here on May 21st, Thursday, special episodes of the TK Show. Uh, we got uh, a little basketball going on later tonight, but I want to bang out a couple of shows with one of my producer, Paul Baga. said, so let's just do some shows. And I said, you know what? You're right. Let's do some shows, and let's get some friends on. And I do appreciate my friends coming on, including this friend, uh, NBC Bay Area anchor, and a dog in the background, too. Well-timed, by the way. Uh, the w- way to go. This is Raj Mathai, and his dog, apparently, will be guests on my show tonight. How you doing, Raj?
1: I'm doing great. You can
0: call me Rocco Matai. That's my dog's name. <laughs> I think he wants on. I think he's got some opinions here. Uh, but no, great to have you on. Thanks for, for coming on. I just want to say, that Raj, is. I think he's the only member of the Bay Area media that I know who's like cool enough to appear like at tech summits. And he's the only guy I think that could like run for office among the Bay Area media. Uh, what, what, what hobnobbing have you done lately, Raj? I just imagine you just rubbing elbows with, with all the big tech giants. Uh, you didn't you been doing any hobnobbing lately?
1: Oh, my gosh. Well, first of all, I could never be president in the United States because I was born in India. I still vote for you. In terms of my political career, it's going to be one and done. I still vote for you. I vote illegally,
0: about I vote for you.
1: No, it's it's pretty funny you bring that up because, I mean, just – from my background in news and sports and just being in the bay area for gosh more than 40 years or something like that. Oh. You know, I you just start to know everyone mm-hmm. and and it's cool because here our rock stars aren't actors or actresses or famous people like that. It's more like you said, kind of tech giants yep. and, and and athletes, so it, it is it is pretty cool living in this area.
0: So just as you've made the transition from from being a sports anchor to, to the news, has that been Easy for you? Has that been fun? What What has been the main feel? I mean, well, you did it like four or five years ago? Uh, how- yeah, I
1: mean, I was sports, as you know, for most of my career. So that was gosh, fifteen years, basically. And but really, ever since I was I can remember growing up, since I was you know seven years old, literally moving to America, I, I would kind of read both. I would read the sports mm-hmm. page first. You, of course, even back in the L.A. Times <laughs> days. Oh, way back. Um, I would read the sports page first and then the news page. And now I've just basically flipped it around. So in terms of the transition, it wasn't difficult because my interest was on both sides, mm-hmm. you know, covering both topics. Um, but it was challenging to me, and that's probably a, a big reason why I did it. I felt I just needed a different challenge in my professional career, and the timing was perfect. It was the Comcast, GE, yep. NBC merger, yep. transfer, and uh, and the opportunity was presented to me uh, from both sides, from Comcast to... Uh, to go, you know, essentially be uh, a major player on that side or to be the, the leading voice of NBC um, on the TV side. So
0: I, ju- I just chose a
1: different challenge for me. And do, it's been great.
0: Do you find yourself looking at sports differently? You know, I would imagine that's a little greater perspective, like, you know, like a like a moment with Steph Curry and, and his daughter, Riley, which became this kind of talking point. Do you do you see it differently? Someone who's been in sports, but now kind of reports on on the larger picture? Do you, do you look at sports differently?
1: Absolutely. But I think even as I was a sportscaster and I think I was able to Whatever amount of success I had, I was able to achieve it that way because I did look at sports more on a community business, um, more of a feel Mm -hmm. as opposed to Tim Linscombe's ERA, which I knew, but it wasn't something I focused on. I focused more on just kind of Tim Linscombe's impact, his family impact, his community impact. So, um, And now, though, how I look at sports, it's great, Tim. I can literally go to a game now, whether it's the Warriors game tonight or, or the Giants game this weekend, and have a beer. (laughs) <laughs> and I can walk out in the seventh inning if the game sucks, or I could stay there through X innings. And I love that that feel about it. And really, it's strange to say, but I'm more of a sports fan now yeah. because I'm actually a fan. I can yeah. go there. I can put on a, an A's hat or a Raiders hat or whatever and just enjoy it as opposed to enjoying it, but that whole kind of deadline thing of, okay, this is great, but uh, how am I going to get Jason Giambi to sit down <laughs> with me at the end of this game, you know, kind of thing.
0: Yeah, that does go through, those things kind of go through my mind when I'm working these games. <laughs> uh, what, what did you, what'd you think about Steph Curry and his daughter Riley uh, charming the world at that press conference?
1: You know, honestly, the first thing that came into my mind, and you would appreciate Mm -hmm. this, was I think it was 2001 Asia Bonds, who was three years old. Barry Bonds, we were, you know, gosh, you were with us, too. Mm -hmm. We were following him around the country during, you know, one of the many home run chases. And I remember cute as can be Asia Bonds, three years old, coming up onto the news conference desk with Barry. Mm -hmm. So that's the first – that's how my mind thinks. Mm -hmm. Everyone in our newsroom was like, oh, this is so cute. And I said, yeah, it's cute, but hold on. We did this with you know Darren Baker in a different <laughs> mm-hmm, way, Asia mm-hmm. Bonds, and I believe even Jason Kidd uh, had a kid oh, sure, in sure. the '01 yep. New Jersey Nets final. Mm-hmm. So it, it's kind of cool. I think it's a, it's kind of a Bay Area thing. But to answer your question regarding uh, Riley, it, it was awesome. That was, that was so nice. And and the debate. I don't even know if it was a debate, but the small debate of some of the journalists saying, "Hey, you know what? He was getting in the way of our deadline and us doing our job." I agree that yes, you're trying to do your job, but that is the story. Yep. All of a sudden your story has evolved and changed.
0: Make that your story. Yep. We can't why deal yeah, we can't deal only, with something interesting, is, right? I mean, if there's something interesting happening. Let's not have that happen anymore. <laughs> I mean, the story shouldn't just
1: be yep. what Stephen Curry did, you know, on the three pointer with five minutes left. It should be the three pointer with five minutes left. And, Oh yeah, let's update the story. Now this is what he's doing after the game. I, I think it's part of the story. And I think that's where some of the journalists were really off base and saying that, that it was getting in the way of the deadline. Yeah. That's what deadlines are. Get us the last possible thing possible
0: for your story. Get us stuff that people want to talk about and are interested in. That's what, you yeah. know, more than anything, Hey, someone's being interesting. Keep being interesting. Let, Let's see this interaction. Uh, that, that, you know, I know. It, and by the way, it was like four or five journalists who were not there. Everyone who was there, including myself, I wasn't in the room, but I was in the arena writing was fine with it and in fact was charmed by it but it's it's sports you know sports gets people talking you know it was
1: fun but beyond the cuteness factor which of course it was i just thought it was a great insight great revelation into stephen curry and i actually thought the most i've learned and you know i was my tail end of my sports career was the beginning of steph's career here you know in the bay area and the most i've learned about steph curry was that mvp press conference Where he just gave a dissertation about everything in his life. And I thought it was awesome. I was mesmerized by that. It was like an essay.
0: Yeah, it was like an essay. It really was. And
1: if you noticed him, he spoke in a tone that wasn't that press conference microphone and your kind of, even though it was a news conference, mm-hmm. but he spoke in a tone that we were almost eavesdropping. Didn't it feel like that? We were yeah. eavesdropping into this private conversation, which I thought was great.
0: Well, the players were up there on the stage with him, which I thought I think was important to him, that he was it was them together and him telling them in front of everybody, uh, you know, almost like, I, I don't want to say a play, but it was almost like it was a presentation. Here's what I think about my players. Here's why they're important to me. And that's what was so inside about it.
1: Yeah. Uh, and I don't think you could get that. Anyone, not even you, sitting down with them. I don't <laughs> no, think you can get that that, no, that no. those real comments,
0: no, um, like we did a couple of weeks ago. Absolutely. Uh, again, as someone who's who knows these people, but you've been outside the story, maybe looking in. What's your take on what's happened with the 49ers? Say the last year, two years, with Harbaugh and the stadium going up in Santa Clara. Jed, you're kind of being the central focus of all this. What 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 are your thoughts on the 49ers franchise and where it's going?
1: It's really been amazing of how well they built things up, Mm -hmm. and then how quickly they're tearing it down. And I remember speaking with Jed, uh, not even for for TV purposes or journalistic purposes, I remember telling him, hey, you know what, you've really done a good job Mm -hmm. with this. This was a couple of years ago, keep in mind. Mm -hmm. You have, I know your dad, I know him well, dealt with him, and with all due respect to your father, talking about John York, Mm -hmm. the doctor, saying, hey, you know what, his Cup of Tea was not being a front man Mm -hmm. of a billion-dollar organization. He's a doctor in mm -hmm. the Midwest. And I remember telling Jed, you've done a good job of really taking the spotlight away from him, bringing it onto yourself, and even more so, challenging yourself and and being a really – Good front person, honest, genuine, uh, approachable to the community trying to pitch the stadium. I thought he did a great job. And now all of a sudden in these last 12 months, 18 months, it's almost like he's reverting back to what his father was of being kind of closed off. A little bit out of touch, um, and just not getting things right, and it's it's disappointing to see. I'm, I'm a big NFL fan. I'm in this community for decades, and it's disappointing to see something crumble so quickly.
0: Now, speaking of hobnob, I mean, didn't you run into Sarah Harbaugh not too long ago? And, and what was on her mind when, when you? Uh, I did, yeah. and, and
1: you know, socially speaking, you know, we're, we're we live in the same area, and so we see each other at various events, and and our you know, and through family connections, mm-hmm. and I, it's just kind of thing, a thing where when I, I look at her, she looks. At me and we kind of just smiled because it's not the bay area <laughs> yeah. first of all yes. nothing against ann arbor yes. uh, because i know i'm sure you're probably going to get a bunch of texts and, and uh and twitter responses now about you, uh,
0: you and you, not me <laughs> stay away from me i'm nice raj um, is the mean one
1: look in terms of private conversations mm-hmm. it is private but mm-hmm. but i will say that i think or i don't think i know that about a year ago the harbaugh's plural just felt really hung out to dry by the 49ers. Mm-hmm. And this wasn't just what happened during the season. They felt that the writing was on the wall months before the season began. Mm-hmm. And it was a toxic atmosphere from day one of the season, but even before that. So I think the Arbots were just kind of confused about what happened. Yep. And, you know, whether you, whether you think they're. they're they're kind of playing the public on this one, who knows, but I feel they were kind of confused and just hurt about the whole, by the whole exit. And, uh, and I can just, I can just sense that. And I see that from my conversations with
0: them. It played out. I mean, it played out exactly like that. That's what, you know, when, when people get mad about what Harbaugh might've said or what, you know Jed being criticized—it played out exactly like you would have thought if it was a plot against Jim Harbaugh. You know that's exactly how it played out. It could, it didn't, yeah, and, it didn't and, and, go you know, any it different. It
1: takes two to tango. I mean yeah. Jim, and I don't think this is breaking news for everyone, but but he's he's a red ass, he's and he's just difficult slightly. to deal with. Mm-hmm. He's he's probably hard to be married to, mm-hmm. and, and the whole nine yards. But but I just felt that. They, I mean, I, this is something I can share. Mm-hmm. I can share. Sarah was saying even before the season started or near the season that they're really driving a wedge between us, meaning mm-hmm. you know, management, ownership, and and the Harbaugh's. Mm-hmm. Um So I, I think it was it was a disappointing exit for such a successful short career with the Niners.
0: Now, Raj, you got some San Diego background. What, what do you think is going on with the Raiders, the Chargers, the Rams, all circling Southern California? What's your inclination on where that goes?
1: Well, this is my cutting deep into my professional roots. I spent five seasons with the Chargers, and I'm still close to a lot of people Mm -hmm. in the organization, including the Spanos family. I just think with the Chargers, and it's a little different from what's happening with the Raiders, but with the Chargers, in terms of economically speaking down there, there's Qualcomm as a company, and that's Mm -hmm. about it. Mm -hmm. And if there's only one big company that can sponsor you and do naming rights for a stadium and so forth, that gets – you know pretty spent quick and i think the Chargers moving back to la because remember they started in la sure is is a pretty viable option and and it looks at this point and you know the big word nowadays is the momentum of la and I, and I really think it's going to happen and unfortunately because i love san diego I, I i the chargers belong in san diego but i think that that'll be a team that moves um because i don't think financially and even though they have a they have a pretty good option, from what I understand in San Diego, the 11th hour option. Um, I hope it works, but I would just put, I would just my gut feeling tells me they'll move to L.A.
0: Well, if they're moving to L.A., and if we all, and I would think you would agree that we all think that the Rams are very likely to move to L.A., then what's up with the Raiders?
1: On paper, the Raiders have moved to L.A., mm-hmm. but I think here, what's different here than in San Diego, is that there are some knights in shining armor that are just very secretive about
0: coming in to bail oh, and yeah, came this, out. The Raj hobnobbing circuit here. Yeah. You know uh, some people.
1: Th- there are some people, <laughs> and you know, I, I know two people mm-hmm. um, who are inquiring about buying a chunk of the Raiders to help them stay here. Well, th- Whether that happens or not, I have no idea. But yep. that cannot happen in San Diego. Okay. It can happen, here in the Bay Area, specifically on the Peninsula, where you have the Joe Lake up types yep. that will throw in some money
0: for the Raiders. You know, you so, there are talks about it. And they want to buy them, or, I'm sorry, invest in them, or possibly buy them, and would be building in Oakland, or would they look around after that?
1: I think it would be Oakland, because the land is there, it's mm-hmm. just the money's not there. Yep. Um, but the but the key here is you know we bring up Joe Lecko and this is not who I'm speaking of but he's a good example the key here people like Joe Lecko who have a billion dollars or can get it can get it really quickly they don't want to give up huge money for a non-say in the team, no. non-controlling majority of the team. Yeah. So that's the key. You get these billionaires with huge egos and huge track records of success, and they're going to give Mark Davis $400 million and not say a word. Hmm. That's going to be hard. So no. that's where Mark Davis now really needs to be skilled. And I'm not sure. I don't know him. So I'm not sure if he that's in his skill set. From what I understand and what I see, I don't see that. But again, I don't know him. But he needs to somehow... Pull some magic out of his hat, get these Joe Lacob type guys, and believe me, there are two guys I know who are interested and willing, but they need the Mark Davis needs to convince them. Hey, give me your 400 million or whatever that price tag is, and I will let you have a say in the team, but just not publicly. I don't know how that's going to work, but he's going to need to work some magic.
0: Is one of them Raj Mathai? Uh- <laughs> I wish I got about four hundred dollars save the Raiders. <laughs> well, that might that's gonna come close. That's gonna come close. <laughs> On that line, I knew you were the right person to talk about this. Who, can you just who would be the smartest person you've dealt with, just in you know, in politics, in business, in sports? Is there a guy or or woman, obviously, who you can say, man, that that person that st- that person stands out even among the elite thinkers I've I've met.
1: Uh, what it, in order to invest into a sport? No, process? no, no,
0: no, no. Just general. I'm sorry. Let's, uh, yeah, just just general. Just someone you've bumped into that you've been. This person stands out because you've you've talked to all these people. Is there is there someone just a beyond sports, beyond everything, just a person who really impresses you?
1: There are some of those people. And around here, we just have a luxury of that. Um, There are several. I think Mark Benioff is is an amazing community guy who's smart, who gets it. And of course, all of a sudden now he's putting Salesforce on the block, selling it, which is shocking to Mm -hmm. me because to me, I'm thinking, gosh, that's his baby. That's his ego. That's his identity. But what makes that special is that, hey, you know what? He's willing to part with this great thing he built to try something different and yeah. new.
0: Does he think and he might want to buy a sports team, by the way?
1: I, I was just going yes, yeah. to believe that he yeah. would be a good guy to jump in and do that. Mm. Elon Musk is around here. He's mm. not a sports fan in yeah. that sense in our traditional sports, but he's another phenomenal thinker here in Palo Alto. Vivek Renadive, yep. you know, you know, who, who bought the Kings. And and he's not done, by the way. Mm. There, there's more for him to do, um, I believe. And he's, type of Joe Lacob. So there's just some amazing thinkers around here,
0: um, sports and otherwise that, that's, it's, it's a pleasure to live around here to deal with these people. I feel a little dumb, but it's okay. (laughs) It's just striking me and this might never come about, but you and I should have like a panel conference with some of these people, put them together with some sports people. I would listen to that conversation all day long. I don't know about you and me, but we bring in some smarter (laughs) people, uh, you just listed a bunch of people I'd love to just listen to. Absolutely, it is great. Yeah, and yeah. you know
1: what? It, it went, I went to a forty nine er game two seasons ago and drove to the game with um, with Bing Gordon, who Ooh. was a big player at EA Sports. Yeah, okay. Um, and and just talking with him and seeing how they crunch numbers and analyze things. Is amazing. It's Bing Gordon, myself, and Vinod Khosla. And it's funny because Mm. now it's like, oh, Roger's name-dropping. Not really. (laughs) If you're a nerd and you're a techie, then I'm name-dropping. But for everyone else, it's who's Bing Gordon, who's Vinod Khosla? But if you know the game, you know the Silicon Valley, and you know that these guys love sports, Mm -hmm. sitting there and talking technology and sports with these guys and watching a game with them, is phenomenal yeah it really is because they're looking at things like a general manager statistics about linebackers where he is where their soft spots are where are their weak you know their strong spot, spots are not in a way that we would sit there drinking beers talk about it but in a way that they're speculating in terms of numbers mm-hmm. and it's phenomenal and I think with that and sports it is a great conversation
0: you had to get in the car with all of them you, you, you guys couldn't all take separate cars no, you know it's funny. I thought as I was driving
1: too, they have the four guy drive. You're so it's, it's us three. We're driving, and I thought, you know what? If we get in this horrible <laughs> fatal car accident where all three of us die, the front la- – even NBC, oh. the headline would be: billionaire investor Vinod Koswa, billionaire founder of EA, Bing yeah. Gordon die, and then oh yeah, Raj Nathai was in the background too. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see that
0: car. I want to see that car. <laughs> well, you gotta have to walk a mile because the parking didn't—the parking pass didn't come through. I, th- th- this is no, these are good. We, we
1: we got the best parking with those guys. <laughs> way, way better than our parking passes at the 49ers.
0: You know, I suspected you'd be interesting to talk to, by the way, Raj. But this is uh, this is even better than I thought. I I, I, <laughs> I I just know that that you're out there talking. To I, I, talk, I like to talk to a lot of people, as you know. I talk to, but it's everybody in sports and some people who are trying to get into sports. That You know, some of these investors, I think maybe some of the same ones are interested in, you know, seeing what it's like, you know, who they can contact with the Raiders. But you really talk to a lot of these people and that's where the relationships and the information is at its best. And that's why I appreciate you being on. I will ask you this question. I think you're going to knock this one out of the park. I'm asking everybody this one. Uh, What's your favorite restaurant?
1: Oh my gosh! We could do a whole one-hour yeah, podcast I on so. that. I thought so. I
0: thought so. I thought so. Just give me the um, give I mean, me the, the highlights from, from the one-hour podcast to come in the future.
1: I'm just gonna throw out a few because you got to get me in the right mood. Mm-hmm. You got to get me. Who am I going with? Yep. What day of the week? So forth. But I'm gonna throw a few out there yep. for you. I like Tacalicious in San Francisco in the Mission. All right. I like Lolo's, which is tapas place in the Mission in San Francisco. Wayfair Tavern, Chef's Shoes, Chinese, in Los Altos.
0: I think – is that – okay. Go ahead. Yeah. I'm trying to – Fiesta
1: Del Mar, Mexican, Mm. in Mountain View right next to Google. Okay. And that's a good start for (laughs) now. That's not bad. I know I'm forgetting a bunch, but
0: that's that's – Excuse me? I'm just trying to remember which ones I've been to. I think I've been to, I've been to Wayfair, and I've been to Lolo's. I'm trying to remember if I've been to some others. I thought you might tick a couple that I have know closer to Mountain View, but those are the ones you mentioned, I don't know. But you're you're at a higher strata than me. You're, you, no, you gotta to go to Fiesta <laughs> Del Mar. You got to go to Fiesta Del Mar in
1: Mountain View. You'll okay. see two people there, me and Steve Young, okay. all the
0: time. <laughs>
1: In fact, Steve's great because yeah. he'll do Monday Night Countdown, he'll fly back in to San Jose airport at, you know, whatever, we'll say 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. from, you know, after Monday Night Football the next day, and on his way back from San Jose <laughs> to Palo Alto, where he lives, he'll have a to-go order ready at Fiesta Del Mar, come in, have about 10 bags of Mexican food, and roll yeah. out. Everyone will say, hey, that was... And then he's gone.
0: Uh, that's great. <laughs> that's great. Well... That one I will do. No question. Again, uh, I, I, I love hearing about anybody's restaurant recommendations. Raj Mathai, I will circle and underline and tell people, uh, this guy is somebody's restaurant recommendations. You better follow. So Raj, I appreciate all the time. Uh, glad to have you on. We, we will do this again. And uh, all you power brokers, I'm, I'm taking Raj away from you for 25 minutes. You can get him back now. He's around. I, I've denied all you right. Raj's presence. <laughs> but uh, again, great conversation. Great show. I appreciate a lot, Raj. Thanks a lot.
1: Tim, thank you for having me. And I, and I got to say, I appreciate the way you write because you're not just a mouthpiece for the team. You're actually, you're actually digging, and I appreciate <laughs> well, that.
0: Well, thank you very much, Rosh. I, I, I've i rarely been accused of being a mouthpiece, and I don't think I'll ever will be, but I appreciate it, and I appreciate the way you do your do your work. Absolutely. Uh, and by the way, the great former sports team uh, at Bay, NBC Bay Area with Raj Bhatai, Lawrence Scott, and Laura Bankey, I want to say that was a hell of a team.
1: Hell of a we team. Had a, we had a good team. We had a good
0: team. Yeah, Thanks right. a lot, Tim. All right, Rosh. Appreciate it. Thank you, Everybody, that's the second episode for Thursday, May 21st. I appreciate my guests. I appreciate my producer, Paul Baca. These episodes during the playoffs have not been easy to do. Uh, I want to point that out. And I relied on friends, and I'm going to rely on friends maybe for another couple weeks of the Warriors. But uh, Ray Rattle, Mark Stein from previous episodes, Brad Gilbert. And Raj Mathai from today and then the next week. I've counted on them, I have booked them on short notice, but knowing that we're gonna be great guests. And they absolutely all have been and all were. So appreciate listening. And I appreciate hope you appreciate the good sound on this one because I made sure I got in here for the to the studio and get some good sound. I know I know Paul appreciates that. Uh, and we will see you next time. Thank you everybody.